This is Dialogue, a podcast series from American Mosaic. Just driving around the country, talking to people about roots, family, community, jobs, kids, whatever is on their mind today. These aren't really interviews, they're uh, unscripted uh, conversations with uh, total strangers saying whatever's on their mind. Wow, that is some road music. Here's excerpts from nine conversations. But again, here's technology. Warehouser has a crew of four men and they have eight million dollars worth of equipment. And that equipment clears 50 acres faster than in the old days 20 men would do. And uh, talk about Ford Motor Company, I mean, hell, a lot of that's robotics and more every day. Ford Motor Company nearly went bankrupt because of pension plans. And, um, so there's been such a restructuring, and it, it's meant that a worker that was making $33 an hour might be making $18, you know, and the benefits they once had have evaporated to a great degree. So it's a new America. Um, I'm not going to tell you if it's better or worse, but being a 60s kid and somewhat radical, I thought I hated the 50s, and now it would be wonderful to have them back. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know, it really would. I think it's interesting that people do complain about what's going on in the government. But I think people expect too much from the government. They expect government to be doing the right thing and promote the uh, going on the right direction. But where we come from, we never expected anything from the government. <laughs> You're pretty much on your own. And it seems like the government policies and all that just promote pain in people's lives. You look at China. You know, everybody I spoke to when I was there for my for my that two-year job. Everyone's life, you can write a book. I just feel like so painful to all these, there's no such thing as a light conversation. It's like everyone is gone through such pain and, and they really have depth in their lives. And we always, the, Amer- uh, the Chinese always joke, say Americans are so naive, so innocent. So I guess now we're learning something different. That's what's so interesting about the discussion now about immigrants, because my family was immigrants just 100 years ago, and yours was too at some point, maybe 200, maybe 50, maybe 300. Um, But, you know, this country runs on immigrants, legal or, or illegal. Um, they're the ones, kids who are going to Harvard and, and Yale more often than not, more often than the other kids because they're striving to be, you know, I hope I can get my kids 
we can get our kids, give them whatever it is to be strivers. I, I actually think that I feel terrible for this generation um, because I think they are totally asleep. They have, um, you know, the, these phones. I was at a bar last night after a film at the Seattle Art Museum. And when I am in public places, I try my darndest to not have my phone on. And, you know, it's like even a place where you come, where you're coming together around food and drink, there is this disruption of, um, you know, this kind of black hole that is just sucking everyone into. And it's not because the kids are so focused on these phones, it's because all of the people around them are. It's, you know, that's what they're seeing. So, I don't know, I just feel like um, it's it's going to be really hard for them. Um, How can you find yourself if you are looking outward instead of inward? And by looking outward, they're not looking out into the world per se. They're looking into an alternate reality. I, th- I think we're at the, a tipping point, basically, in, in both our country and for those of us as individuals. Uh, our, our world is changing drastically. Uh, some of that is caused by f- events in our country. Uh, some of it is caused by events outside of our country. As we were talking earlier, last night, there was some disruptive activity in St. Louis, very near where my son lives. And there are, there are feelings that are, that are not good feelings. And without getting into details, uh, there, are, there are things happening that should not be happening. The hate, the discontent, the looking for something negative. And I, I've often said that if you look for something bad in any situation, you'll find it. Uh, we're here in this beautiful hotel, the Frederick Hotel in Boonville, and we each just had a delicious meal, or mine was delicious in here. I'm, I'm sure if I had really tried hard, I could find something wrong with that steak that I ate, but I can't imagine what right now. I'd rather think about all the good things about it. And if, if people would just do that, life would be so much easier. The more we allow for people to engage and interchange, share ideas um, safely and comfortably and with the trust that they're they're going to be heard and, and understood, you know, the more the better we'll be. You know, and again I see that with my kids. They don't they don't see race, they don't see gender, they don't they see those things, obviously we see those things, but those things aren't what is most important to them. I, I do truly believe that they see the inner person that they're dealing with. And there's a level of humanity there that I think is, is starting to come out, even with all the technology we have and all of the time spent um, in virtual space. Uh, there's something there that I think is going to be uh, emerging in this society and the world that's going to be incredible. So. Yeah, so that's why this is, it's important to tell your story and to be more you that you're you're truly celebrating who you are as a human because in the end there is no race it's just a human race 
and things like color and stuff like that are really kind of made up social stigmas or reasons for someone to look at someone. I'm, my sister's very dark and I was born much lighter. So I saw two different ways we're treated. And prejudice is real in America and the, and the problem goes deep and, and if we don't talk about the problem and acknowledge the problem, it'll never be solved. We're still fighting the Civil War with this, you know, Confederate monuments that came up after the Civil War and all these things, you know. It's, I mean, I never thought I'd ever see a bunch of guys in tiki torches that look like a, an angry IT mob uh, running through the, through, through Carolina, North Carolina, South Carolina, one of those, um, saying Jews will not replace us. Jews weren't trying to replace you, you know? It's like, it just, you see this stuff out there and you're, you're shocked how bad it's got. And, and part of it is, is, is just gruntled white people that feel that, that they're losing their status, their privilege. And uh, I would argue that anyone, if someone who doesn't speak a language like English comes to this country and takes your job with no family support on his end or anything like that, you must not be that intelligent. You must not have a job that can easily replace. We need to look at a world where we educate ourselves, that we may play plenty of jobs. It's it's not the Mexicans taking your jobs. It's the computers. I see because I was raised in the circumstances that I was. I was like, I need to do everything in my power to change my situation, but also change the situation of people who are similar to me. And that means like standing up for healthcare and standing up for like even disability rights. And um, the thing is, is that like voting isn't even possible for a lot of people. And like that's not something that's often addressed or talked about. And like the South, like Jim Crow laws, like still. They're gone, but they're not gone. Like, you don't have a driver's license because you're too poor to have a car, so you don't have, you can't, and you can't get a driver's license, or you can't drive to the DMV, like, you can't vote. And that's a way to keep poor people and colored people from voting, and it's very real in the South. It's, and even in Kansas, there was a controversy this last year because people who had imprisoned a birth certificate at the time that they, registered like were suspended and weren't allowed to vote during the primaries last fall there is fear factors like that even the technology uh man i'm i'm behind the eight ball on a lot of it and that's you know you start feeling uncomfortable because you're not connected in a way that is the way things are going right now I can get by. It's kind of like treading water. I'm not a great swimmer, but I can float. <laughs> I can tread water. So there's, and it's, I think the world's moving pretty fast right now. And there's, there's a lot of fear factor involved with, I'm not able to change. I've had this many years and I, I, I don't know how, I'm afraid. And that's where the compassion needs to come in too, because it's scary. It's scary for a lot of people. Not, you know, I mean, it's like, you have to, wake up in the morning and make a choice that's the thing it's making choices and realizing those choices aren't just for you that's it for this episode of dialogue from an american mosaic 
follow along with us. Tell your friends. Uh, contact us. If you would like to talk to us, and you'd like to be on an episode, please get a hold of us. Today we heard David, Alice, Dave, Toba, JY, Walt, Rick, Victoria, 